petite Syrah. A little extra. Put this all wrecked in your cerebral cortex. You want me to rap? Think I'd rather take a nap. It's a wheel. It's your feel. It's, it's a the best nightcap. Cheers! Storygram Network. Hosted by Transistor.fm. Hey guys, Sarah here. Before we get started with the show, I just want to let you know that because of the pandemic that we're all currently living in, all of the episodes going forward were recorded with Zoom, so the quality of the sound is going to be different than what you normally expect. Also, we recorded these episodes ahead of time, so what you're hearing from us doesn't reflect what's currently going on in the world. Who knows what's going on in the world by the time you hear these. Hopefully we're doing better and getting a grip on this crisis. Anyway, hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that a new way to say hi? Um, I don't know. My brother hates it. Who? I want to know who originated it because I do it all the time. And in that spirit, hi. (laughs) I think it was um, the 80s that originated it. Like Valley Girls, like, hi. Oh, my gosh. Like, hi. Maybe. I'm going to need to do some research. And, you know, that's my my favorite thing to do. Apparently. Weirdly. I think cheerleaders kept it going throughout the 90s. I think it had a little break. I think some some of our other favorite podcast hosts have made a little bit of a resurgence with it um, on My Favorite Murder. They like to say, dude, no, they're more, they're more buy-y. I need to get in touch with them because we plug them all the time. (laughs) And they need our help. They obviously do. It's not like they've had an international podcast tour going on. (laughs) Well, like a year and a half ago, whenever this pre-COVID life. When tours were things. They they have Etsy shops like dedicated to them. They need (laughs) us. Listen, we're fangirls too. Stop. What about um, our funny quotes? <laughs> you're very quotable. I don't know if we said it, but you're listening to Petite Sarah. This is our, uh, you know, little extra. That's exactly what it is. You had the episode, and now you're going to hear some just fun stories. Yeah, a little extra, you know. Yeah, or a lot extra. Just got a re-upped on my wine. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, do you want to go first or me after we spin the wheel? I'll go first. Okay, and here comes the wheel, and... Okay, um, our imaginary wheel ended up landing on fun. funny. Funny. I'm really, you know, I need to, like, go back. This is going to be laborious and listen to all our petite sarahs so I can start crossing off stories. Because <laughs> you think you have a ton, and I'm sure I do, but all the ones you've already done are the ones that come to mind. Um, I have a running list. I had to start doing that because I'm like, did I already tell the story about the catheter or the one about the Chicago fireman? So I started a list and then I'm marking them off so that I can see what I've already done. Absolutely. I sh- that That's a very responsible thing to do. Doesn't I'm say. responsible. You're super responsible. All right. My story. So Thanks this- wine on a weeknight. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. This patient, uh, dialysis patient. I was a super new nurse. I was, um, it wasn't my patient. I was helping out another super new nurse that got hired at the same time. We didn't get a, or she didn't get a good report from the ER that transferred her over. We knew that she was a dialysis patient, but we didn't really know if she produced urine. The patient really wasn't 
a reliable historian. So anyway, she hadn't urinated in like nine hours. Um, and being a new nurse, it's like this feeling of, well, I'm, if I don't do something about it, like the world's going to fall apart. So of course we are bladder scanning her. Um, we can't get an accurate number. We really aren't getting any, um, substantial guidance from our unit leaders or the doctor that we were in touch with. So the doctor just said, pop in a Foley. So, um, (laughs) we're like, all right let's do it. So we push up our, you know, like under scrub sleeves and get down to dirty business. And it's a larger woman. We position her, which we all know is quite a feat. Like to position (laughs) a human being in a way that you can see a tiny winking hole in the deepest, darkest, bolded depths of their anatomy. (laughs) is not always an easy thing. Okay. I agree with you. I do. Yes. We're working on it and we get her positioned, butterfly position, knees hiked up, feet together, sterile field, sterile gloves. We cleaned her with the iodine. We're looking, we're shining that light down there. Right as we're about to, you know, grab the the sterile catheter tubing, she's like, "Uh uh-oh, honeys, I'm so sorry, but I got to poop. And we're like, no. And she's like, it's coming. You better go fast. And we're like, you know, grabbing our stuff, trying to get all of our sterile equipment out of the way in a sterile (laughs) way. You know, being a newer nurse, we're like so hyper vigilant to everything. We're so worried that we're going to mess up. Anyways, we get her moved over to the bedside commode. Um, The nurse I was working with, whom I just adore, was like, handed her the call light and it was like, okay, g- please give me a call when you're done. You know, that way you can get, we can get you cleaned up and back in bed and we can move forward. And this is at the end of our shift, you know, like maybe four or 45 by the time we get her on the bedside. Come on. Anyways. Um, I walk out of the room. I'm like, let me know when you need me again to hold some anatomical parts. Um, and I, go in and check on my patients, get my patients weighed. And I end up walking back by the room, maybe 15 minutes later. And I see the patient sitting off of the bedside commode and on, we have these like old school radiator heaters in the patient rooms. Like there are mm-hmm. and the woman is sitting bare assed on this heater with the heater. I can hear it running on blast. And, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, uh, Ari is way too small of a human being to have gotten her up there on her own. So I walked down the hall. I'm like, yo, Ari, did you get your, like, did your patient call you yet? And she's like, no, not yet. She's still like going to the bathroom. I was like, no, she is on the freaking graded heater. And she's like, what? And I'm like, she is sitting with a poopy butt on the graded heater right now. And we run down the hall and sure enough, we like get the patient on the bed. She had not finished her business by the time she moved over to the (sighs) heat blasting heater uh, with now fecal matter (sighs) in the grates. We're like, Dude, but like that's a problem for Hang on. step one, turn the heater off. <laughs> that's the 
by step one anytime I enter a patient's room because I am a sweaty person. Like, I'm like, I'll turn it back on, you know? So we turn it off. We get the patient safely back in bed. Ari's like, all right, we'll clean you up. And then we're going to get you repositioned to try to place a catheter. So we're like cleaning her up. And the patient's like scratch. I don't even want to say this, but for this, we're, you know what I'm saying? She has like longer nails and she reaches back before we've really been able to clean accurately and just starts scratching the hell out of her crack. <sighs> and so we're like whoa, whoa whoa lady come on come on paraphrased you know like i'm like whoa i'm trying to clean up ari hands the woman hand sanitizing wipes for her hands and the woman grabs three of them in concession we're thinking she's gonna wipe her hands you know she just had her hand basically in her rectum that's a common sense thing to do grabs three of them takes them she has diarrhea. She got KX late. She's a dialysis patient. She had high potassium. Takes them, wipes her raw butt with alcohol, hand sanitizing <laughs> wipes. <laughs> oh my God. She's like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> Just starts screaming Bloody Mary. And Ari's like, no, no, ma'am, you know, in her new grad voice, no, no, ma'am, I'm so sorry. Those are for your hands. And <laughs> this woman is on a merry-go-round of rectal sensations, like yeah. pooping, heater, like, scratching, alcohol. What's next? Uh, Ice pack? You have a regular frat boy kind of a night. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, so that's the main story. We ended up Ari could not find her urethra. I could not find her urethra. Finally, we go out and find a more veteran nurse who's like the kindest, gentlest soul around. And she's a previous med surge nurse. So generally the reputation of med surge nurses are great at putting in catheters. And so she comes in, <laughs> we get her prep. She's like, ma'am, I'm going to be touching you down there and it's going to be uncomfortable. And we're like, you know, Judith, we're way past that. Like she, she has wiped her butt with alcohol wipes. We've seen her scratch her own rectum, rectum, like go ahead. And she can't freaking get it, man. And she's, you know, fishing around down in, in the Southern hemisphere. And she, she leans up and she's like, you know, I'm so sorry, ma'am. Sometimes after people have had children, the anatomy is different down here. And the woman goes, I had two C-sections. <laughs> it was just like a, a disastrous interaction from start to finish. I love everything about that story. Yeah. It had catheters. It had poop. All my favorite things. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my like, God. Just the merry-go-round. I just hear like crowds in the distance going, ah, yeah, Oh, whatever happened with the heater? What, like, that sounds like a freaking disaster. I, I it was not smart because I think I, like, permanently damaged that heater. But I took the, I took an almost empty pack of bleach wipes, took out all the wipes, and then poured bleach down the heater. 
Oh man. So that's why the heater in room 28 doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> All me. Yeah. I think you did a service. No, nothing needs to be blowing out of there ever again. Ever again. So anyways, that's my uh, petite Sarah story. That was awesome. I loved it. All right. Where I'm going to spin the wheel for me. Here it goes. And oh funny i have a funny story too um this is short and actually i borrowed this story from somebody else it's a doctor that i work with and um it was funny just recently this week he was like hey uh you still like to go to uh, comedy shows and uh you know you like the comedy thing and i was like uh, yeah, I love the comedy thing, but no, nobody's doing anything anymore, right? It's COVID. Like you don't get to go to comedy. Um, shout out to the Laugh Cellar, by the way. I love when I get to go see a comedy show in person at the Laugh Cellar again. <sighs> anyway, so he's like, "Well, I got a joke for you, but it's a it's a true story. So it's it's funny because it's true, and it's like also it's sad because it's real." And he just kept trying to tell me this is a true story, and it was. So anyway, he goes. So uh, I was on call a couple weekends ago and this patient came in and, uh, you know, he, he was doing really bad. He wasn't going to make it. And he was listed as an organ donor. And so, you know, one of the things they were doing was an echocardiogram to see if the heart would be viable for organ donation. He said, so I'm reading the echo and, the, you know, the heart muscle looks really thick and there's some pericardial fluid that's not supposed to be there. It looks pretty bad. It almost looks like amyloid, but you know, whatever he, you couldn't really tell that from an echo. Um, but he just thought the heart looked bad enough. He didn't think it was going to be good organ donation material. So he calls the center that would possibly going to be potentially be receiving this organ. And he tells them, you know, it's not looking good. It might even be amyloid. Like we're not going to be able to use this heart. And they say, okay, well, you know, they weren't really happy about it. They thought that the doctor would probably want a follow-up heart cath, maybe to biopsy and confirm that, and they were going to pass it along. So they hang up the phone. Meanwhile, the cardiologist that I work with, he starts kind of researching the patient a little more just to see what happened. The patient actually was brought in with cardiac arrest. So it was kind of weird that they even made it this far in the process of heart organ harvesting, you know, to begin with. So eventually he gets a call from the doctor at the receiving potential receiving center and they're talking about it. He tells him his findings on the echo and the other doctor says, yeah, but don't you think it, you know, warrants a little further investigation? Couldn't we do a heart cath, get a biopsy? And, uh, our doc says, you know, it's a bad heart. He, it's not good for organ donation. It's already killed one patient. And the doctor says, who? (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good (laughs) that's actually really good (laughs) it's it's like funny because it's true and it's like sad because it's true it's a real story (laughs) that's pretty good that's dark humor (laughs) oh well that's all i got so man tell us your jokes or just real true sad funny stories uh, you can send them here to www.nurses at gmail.com. Or get in touch with us via Facebook or Instagram. Facebook, Whining W Nurses. Instagram, Whining with Nurses. Give us your stories. We'd love to hear. Cheers! Cheers!